we are so grateful that you are joining us today. We as a community pray that the Lord would refresh you as you hear today's message. If you would like to support and further the work here in the city, please visit us at www.oasischurchchicago.com or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Now, here's Pastor JP with today's message. It's really awkward, me standing up here crying while y'all are like, what is he doing? (laughs) Uh, Making like weird motions like, like, is he calling someone? (laughs) Sorry. um, Mateus, we love you. God's hands on you. And, um, but that, that story, and uh, he would be the first to tell you, um, that's not about him. Uh, that video is special to us because of the message. Vision Sunday today, last year Vision Sunday was all in. And that was the word that we received from God was all in. And for many people that looked different. And for many Individuals that took different forms and shapes for their lives, but what we said was we want to be all in for the work of Jesus Christ here in this city. And we've seen it countless times happen. We've seen guys like Mateus and so many other men and women that are in this room that could have been up there on those videos that said, God, I want to be all in. And what's so funny and, and interesting to me is this, is that Mateus saying, like, God's not done working with people, even if the year's getting to the end. And He said, God, I'm all in, right at the very end of the year. And he answered the call, and he responded. And God is moving in in ways we can't even imagine through his life. And uh, all in has been a special thing for us this past year. But this year, the word that God has placed on my heart and on the hearts of uh, of Rach and I and the leadership team was um, this word, wait. W-E-I-G-H-T. Not wait like waiting for somebody, wait like carrying something. And so we're going to talk about that today. If this is your first time visiting, welcome to Vision Sunday. We're so glad you're here. Um, If this is a place you call home, this message is for us as a church, right? This is for every single person in this place. I truly believe that. And so today we're going to talk about that. We're going to discover what this word means in the context of this year as vision is poured out, is carried out. But before that, can we celebrate? Six of us. The six of you that just said yes, I want to have a party with you. The rest of you all, you're not invited. Can we celebrate? Man, we can do a little bit better than that. (laughs) Come on, back there in the corner. I see you back there. We need a... I don't know what this is, but something. We're going to celebrate. Because being all in, we've seen God do some exceedingly, abundantly crazy stuff here in this city. Guys, you know, we started this church with nothing. Rachel and I stepped out with six of our best of friends, Jordan and, and- uh, Jordan and Andrew, like Andrew and Holly, Jordan and Bree, my cousin, Pastor Zach at the time. We just said, we're going. We're going for this thing. Crazy as can be, going. And people were like, well, who's supporting you? We're like, God. <laughs> They're like, you'll never make it. And I'm like, well, you don't believe in the God I believe in. <laughs> and so we stepped out, and we've seen God just do it's just crazy stuff every single step on the journey from a little coffee shop in the, in the middle of Taylor Street over there, just like buying people coffee. They're like, why are you buying me coffee? We're like, because we want to. And they're like, what's the agenda? I'm like, yo, you Chicagoans are crazy. You need an, like, what? Chill, it's just coffee. Come on in. We met some amazing people in that time. And we started a coffee shop and that expanded every month. 
until we started having Sunday night gatherings because all y'all were like, we want more stuff. And I was like, I'm not ready to do Sundays every week. I'll do a Bible study. Like a Bible study. And I'm like, yeah, we'll do a Bible study. And like 55 people showed up. And I was like, this is not a Bible study. (laughs) This is church. We've just expanded and grown. But this past year, man, you know, one of the biggest things for my heart is I don't want to be a church that's here on Sunday mornings and that's it. I want to be a church that impacts the community and changes the community. And from the very beginning of time, we've partnered with our church in Inglewood, Chicago City Life Center. Pastor Charles and Kay down there, they're our best of friends, best of friends. And when we started this church, before we even were received, when we started receiving tithes and offerings, we said we're going to sow back 10% of everything we take in as a church into their church down there because they're family, and this is what the church does. Last year alone, can we just celebrate for a moment? We were able to sow back over $22,000 into the church down there in Inglewood. God is so good. Come on, we got to do better than that. That is a lot of money. (laughs) We saw over 17 Love Chicago events happen across the city. And we're believing for more of those this year. Those are the ways that we get to go and serve the community and be a part of what God's doing. We saw a back-to-school drive where we were able to give school supplies to kids down there in Inglewood. We did our Christmas drive where we were able to give gifts to those families there. We're going to be hoping for more of that to come. Internally, though, we, we had a lot of babies in this place. <laughs> and one more's coming. Woo! It's so much closer now than when we announced that. Wow, the weight of that is hitting me. Um, we opened up a nursery here in this building. We had to open up a kid's own nursery. We said, we got babies, so we're going to sow the word of God into these little babies. We're going to pray over these babies. And God opened up a space here in this building. Guys, I don't have the time. I wish I did to tell you why we should not be in this building. <laughs> we should not be here. But God has not only allowed us to be here, he's opened up the door for us supernaturally, and we're so grateful to the, the family of this place. Thank you, God. We bless them and their families. But, but man, not only that, we have a space for our children to go and to get the Word of God sown into their lives. Not only that, now we got a nursery. Praise God. Uh, Praise God. I don't know. I'm excited for that because I know that little Titus man, he's going to have to be up there and get God quick. He needs to get saved fast. But we doubled up in kids programming. We had so many kids and families join the church. We saw 23 people baptized last year. Come on, 23 people. And there's more than that that we're going to... Unfortunately, we just don't have a tub here. Like, we got people calling me all the time. They're like, I'm ready to get baptized. I'm like, okay, like, wait till June when it's warm. So, but we're going to have more of those rolling out this year. I'm telling you, we're going to get a hotel. We're going to find a bathtub. We're going to do whatever because there's a lot of y'all that need to get dunked quick. (laughs) Wild. Guys, we were praying and saying, God, we we need to go to two services because at that time we were upstairs in the third floor in this little room. We're like, we got to do two services. And Rach and I, and I remember Andrew and Jordan were sitting there like wide eyed, like, Two services? Oh, man. (laughs) We're barely making it through one. (laughs) And God's like, okay, hold on. My timing, my timetable, and this space opened up. Come on, this room, guys, this room is booked every weekend of the year. And the owners of this building came to us and said, JP, we love you. That space is yours every Sunday morning. That is God, and we need to thank God for that. Come on, we need to just thank them a little louder for this space so that you guys could come in and receive and your family and friends. It's so good. It's so good. 
We've had, we've had prayer meetings in this place. Now we started having prayer meetings in Andrew and Holly's house, and now they're here. We had 72, 71 people at prayer meeting on Wednesday night. People are praying. We're seeking after God. God is doing something incredible in this place. We are in the middle of a miracle happening right now in this city. So we just got to celebrate. There are so many more stories. Lives transformed. Marriages Marriages that were like at the brink of breaking. We said, God, you got to touch this. And bam! <laughs> it's like, I not only touch it, but I'm going to use them and I'm going to bless them and I'm going to make them greater than ever before. We've seen children healed. We've seen people healed. We've seen answered prayer requests. We've seen people overseas that we were praying for healed and delivered. Marriages and families restored. We, man, guys, this is something that we, let's just celebrate for a moment. Can we just celebrate? Thank you. Yeah, we all should stand to our feet and thank God for everything that we're doing in this place. Everything he's done this past year, it's been so good. It's not about me. I'm going to get off the stage. You guys just celebrate. Praise God a little bit more because he's so good to us. Amen. 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 Grab a seat. A lot of stuff, 220 new connections in this place, people coming in from all over. O groups launching out, brand new O groups. It's been amazing. So this year, though, the word that got dropped in my spirit was the word wait. Rachel and I were talking through this back in, like, September, October, and my wife's way smarter than me. Um, thank God for her. You all need to, like, take two seconds to thank God for, him, for her in this church. Um, and she was, uh, she was talking. Thank you. Yeah. And, um, and so, so I was sharing all these words with her and trying to, like, just see what God was saying. And it kind of culminated around, and she came to me one day, and she said, I, I think the word is, is wait. And I was like, W-A-I-T? She said, no, wait, like, wait. And I was like, oh, that's it. Click. It dinged. It was like everything we'd been talking about right there. God just confirmed it in our hearts. And then I, I opened up the Bible. <laughs> I opened up the Bible, and at that time, I was studying the book of Acts. And I read a story in the book of Acts, and I'm going to read it right now in a second. It's Acts 2, if you have your Bibles. Who has their Bibles in this place? You get extra points in heaven. The rest of y'all, it's cool. Acts 2, 38 through, 30, through 47. It's going to be on the, the TVs in a second. But I read this scripture, and I was like, this is the message for our church for this year. Weight, significant weight we are going to carry as a church. And it says this. Peter replied... Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Pause. Jesus has died, raised to life three days later, claimed victory, right? He went back up into heaven to sit next to his father, and he said to the church, to his disciples, and to everyone that was following him, go and wait for my spirit to come. Do not leave that room. Do not leave that place until my spirit comes and fills you. So the Holy Spirit has come and filled these people. They have waited before God, and they had become empowered by God's spirit. And now what happens? They go, and they build the church. They carry the weight. So Peter steps out. The same guy that denied Jesus three times, right? Who Jesus said, I'm, you're going to build the church for me, right? Because God just uses complete pe people that are just completely just not qualified at all. He uses them all the time. Peter says these words to a crowd of people, to a mass amount of people. 
This promise is to you and to your children and to those far away. All, have, all who have been called by the Lord are God. Then Peter continued preaching for a long time. I love that. Some of y'all like 20-minute sermons. After that, I can't really pay attention. Peter, this brother's preaching a long, he's preaching a long time, strongly urging all his listeners, save yourselves from this crooked generation. Those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day about 3,000. 3,000? Yeah, 3,000 in all. All the believers then devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all of the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes, a.k.a. O-groups, for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowships those who were being saved. If that does not get you pumped up, I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> that's, ex- that's amazing. 3,000 added, and they just went to work together. They started to be the church together. Acts 4, 31 through 37. I'm going to read this and then teach. All the believers were united in heart and mind, and they felt that what they owned was not their own. So they shared everything they had. Didn't say some things doesn't just say whatever they felt like. What does it say? Everything they had. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's great blessing was upon them all. There, was, there were no needy people among them. Hello, another sermon, another time. Because those who owned land or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need. This was the church This was the New Testament church in the way that it acted. Jesus, I pray right now that you give us a greater vision of your heart. Help us understand the weight that we are carrying is worth it. It's worth it, God. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Weight worth carrying. You know, a few years back, I was a resident director at a university, and for our team building time with RAs, uh, my my buddy Drew was like, hey, we're going to go on a backpacking trip up in northern Michigan, like, UP area, I think we were, Charlie, somewhere up there. I don't know, we were far. It was a far bus ride. He's like, we're going backpacking. And I was like, cool, like, what does that mean? (laughs) He's like, you pack a bag and we hike in the woods. I was like, hike in the woods, huh? I don't know if you know this about me, but um, I'm not much of a hiker or a woods guy. I said, so we're going to, like, stay in a hotel? He said, no, we're going to sleep in tents. And the fear of God came over me like never before. He said, pack a backpack, and whatever you have in that backpack is what you're going to have for the couple days. And I said, okay, cool, and never had been backpacking before, so I grabbed my backpack, and I started to pack. I started to pack all sorts of different things, let me be honest. Put a pair of gym shoes in there, some flip-flops. Why? You never know if you need flip-flops in the woods. Started to put my toiletry bag in there, like everything I owned, like my razor, uh, shampoo, conditioner. Not going to lie to you. There's all sorts of stuff in there. In my medicine bag, which then went into my bag, we were in the middle of the woods. All I really needed was a toothbrush, but I had everything, just in case, right? I packed a dress shirt. 
Why? You never know who you're going to meet on the trail. <laughs> I didn't know if I just needed to put it on and just be presentable. I'm so, I told Charlie this. I had a dress shirt in my bag. I had enough clothes for the week in this little bag. I remember putting my backpack on, and we trailed through these woods for three days, and I remember being exhausted afterwards. I was like, what is happening? I'm dying. And my buddy Drew comes over to me. He's like, bro, what is in your bag? And I start to tell him, well, I got flip-flops. I got a dress shirt. I got my toiletry bag. I got shoes in there. He's like, dude, you are carrying unnecessary weight. And I was like, why didn't you tell me this before we got out here in the middle of the woods? He was like, I'm sorry, bro. I should have told you this. I was like, yeah, yeah, you should have. I'm out here for three days carrying this backpack, and it's killing me. He was like, dude, you're carrying unnecessary weight. I remember that story as I was thinking through this. I remember him saying those words to me, and I remember hitting me like, whoo, how much weight in my life am I carrying that's completely unnecessary? How much stuff have you brought in already from 2018 into 2019 that's holding you down? How much stuff are you carrying that really has no purpose, no meaning? Hey, no problem, no offense here, but maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's a job. Maybe it's a decision you have to make, but you're not making the right one because you don't want to make the right one because if you make the right one, it's not going to be your decision that you made. But if you don't make that decision, you're going to feel like, what am I going to do? But God's really calling you to make the other decision. If you make that decision, the weight that you're going to carry, I'm preaching to somebody. It's going to be a lot better for you. You're not going to have to carry all the weight that you make in your own decision. Are you keeping up with me? Because I'm talking really fast. So if you carry this weight, you're going to be bogged down. But if you carry God's weight, you're going to be free. Some of you are carrying unnecessary weight. I don't even know how I just did that. That was amazing. Some of you are carrying such unnecessary weight right now. And God's saying, hey, I got stuff for you to carry, church. See, the church isn't a building. The church is not these four walls. The church is you. It's us. We are the church, and somehow along the way, we have forgotten this. We have missed this. We have said, well, it's the building or it's the place. And if they don't have a place in a building, I'm not going to go to that church. No, you are the church. And so the church today more than ever before has to look and say, what are we carrying? Are we carrying stuff that matters? Or are we carrying stuff that God wants us to let go and pick up what he wants us to carry? See, the New Testament church, they carried weight, significant weight. 3,000 people were added to the church in one moment because they understood, hey, we got a message. Whew, do we ever have a message for the world today? Which brings me to my first point, and that is this. This is the vision for this church. We have to remember this this year in 2019. Wait in the message. There's weight in the message. Well, I thought Vision Sunday was going to be all about like your goals and Things you're going to accomplish. No, this is way more important. Can I be honest? Some of you are like, I think so. This stuff I'm going to talk about right now is way more important than goals. I'm going to share some goals, but this stuff is so much more important. The New New Testament church caught this. They understood this. And they understood, hey, guess what? I need to be a part of the church and carry weight. So the first thing that they carried was they understood the magnitude, the weight, the importance, the beauty of the message of Jesus Christ. See, in 2019 at Oasis Church Chicago, we're not changing that. We're not changing our message. I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to get quiet. Pastor Jordan said it yesterday. Why are we so quick to be quiet when the world's loud about everything else? I was like, ah. See, I get zinged too, even in church. I was like, ah, that one, ah, I don't like that. 
Because sometimes I'll get in a restaurant, I'll be around Rach, we'll sit there and I'll be like, let's pray. Jesus, I love you. Thank you for this food. Like looking around. Don't judge me. Some of you are judging me. You all do. Don't tell me you've never gone to the restaurant and be like, let's pray. Father, we love you. Thank you so much. I want to get in a restaurant and I'll be like, oh, Jesus, thanks for bringing us here tonight. Thanks for loving me. Thanks for caring for us. Thanks for providing this time for us. Jesus, we love you. I'm not going to be quiet about Jesus anymore. Our church here, Oasis Church Chicago, is not going to be quiet. Just like Peter was not quiet. He stood up before the masses and he said, hey, you all, with love and grace, I got to tell you something. You got to repent. <laughs> because this generation is crooked. This generation is going to kill you. You need to repent. And guess what? If you repent, Jesus is so good that he's going to redeem you. He's going to save you. He's going to restore you. He's going to give you life and life abundant. He's going to carry you when you can't carry yourself. He's going to pick you up when you're down. He's going to give you sight when you can't see. He's going to give you grace when you don't know what to do. He's going to, I'm preaching to somebody today. He's going to give you provision when you don't know how you're going to make it. This is Jesus. He said, this message, guys, is important. The message of Jesus Christ is so important. Peter didn't get up there and say, well, let me tell you about my failures. Let me tell you about how I denied Jesus three times. Let me, let me tell you. No, he didn't say any of that. What he understood was Jesus, 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 only Jesus. See, in 2019 here at Oasis Church Chicago, we are going to preach Jesus. Anybody comes here to this platform? Jesus. Anybody that walks out of these doors, if you call this place home, you want to know what I hope and pray your life's message will be? Jesus. If you haven't given the world a picture of Jesus, guess what? There's grace and there's forgiveness and there's mercy. It can start today. The message and the goal for this year, for 2019 for us, is Jesus. I need more, Pastor. No, you don't. No, we don't. The best goal that we can have for this year is preaching the message of Jesus. Because it's so good. If you are lost... If you were in the middle of the woods, you didn't know where to go, you had no food, you didn't have a map, and you felt abandoned, you felt alone, what were the things you want? I'd want a map, I'd want some food, I'd want some water, I'd want someone to tell me where to go. The goal of this year for this church, let's be that. Let's tell someone that there's food for them. Let's tell someone that there's water for them. Let's tell someone where to go and how to get there through Jesus Christ and only Jesus. The weight of this message has to hit you. The weight of this message, I pray, goes into your spirit and it comes out every... Guys, this isn't just Sunday and Wednesdays. If this message of Jesus is only resonating with you Sundays and Wednesdays, you need to go home and you need to ask God, God, help me. Forgive me. The goal for this year is to be about Jesus, so we're going to keep Jesus at the forefront of everything we do. Remember, you're the church. We are the church. So the church keeps the message of Jesus in front of us. Is this all right? So we want old groups filled. Hello? We want new ones started. We want to be able to teach and preach Jesus. We want you to go through foundations class. We want you to go through growth track. Why? Because we want to get the message of Jesus in live inside of you greater ways. Well, I, I'm not a pastor, JP, and I didn't go to Bible college. I didn't have the studies that you have. Yo, I barely made my way through Bible college. <laughs> Some of you are like, we know. We've, we've been here all year with you. <laughs> the grace of God can give you words to speak to somebody in a supernatural way. You don't need Bible college. 
need the Bible and you need time with Jesus. And Jesus can fill you by his spirit to go and speak life to somebody, to go change somebody in a moment by his presence. Can we be a church that our goal for this year is to understand the weight of the message? Amen? Second thing is this, though. When that message starts to get proclaimed throughout the city, we're going to have to handle weight in the masses. I knew they wanted to be a mega church. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. I do. I do. You want to know why? You want to know why? You don't want to know why? <laughs> Let me tell you why. Because I want thousands upon thousands upon thousands, upon thousands of people to come to know the name of Jesus Christ. That their, their destiny of hell is now their destiny of heaven. They don't have to walk in what they used to walk in. They don't have to be who they used to be. They can be a son and a daughter of the king. I want the masses of people to come to know Jesus. I will get off this stage. Rachel and I won't be here forever. This church will carry on to eternity, Lord willing. And in that happens, it's because the mass message of Jesus is proclaimed and people came to know him. So if we're going to proclaim this and believe this, then there's weight in that. we got to help take care of the people. we got to make sure that we're, we're, we're getting the people in and, and, and discipling them, plugging them into the old groups, getting them connected with people, making sure they're doing life with people. It wasn't that they just preached the message and they were like, go figure it out. No. They showed the people. The goal for this year for us is that we want to see more services. I want to see prayer meeting filled out. I want to see this whole room. Imagine this, guys, if this whole room was filled with people on Wednesday night praying. Thank you, two of us. Imagine if we were praying on our face, on our knees, saying, God, do something in Chicago that has never been done before. Come and move in this city like never before. That's the goal, is that we need to understand the weight in the masses. I want people to come to know Jesus. I want people to desperately know the news I have. I do. There's weight. I don't know about you, but I would, I know I'm going a few minutes over, forgive me. But we see stadiums filled all the time. They're not bad. I love going to stadiums. I love going to venues and concerts and all stuff. And people are losing their minds. Like amazing for men and women that are catching a football or fielding a baseball. And we're like amazed. And then when we start saying in a church, like we want the church to be filled, people are like, mega church. What? I, I, 3,000. Does that fill a stadium? Pretty, I mean, 3,000 is a lot of people. Maybe not the bear state. That fills us 3,000? Because I don't want to be consumed at the end of my life with how much stuff we achieved. What I want to be consumed with at the end of my life is how many people are coming with me to heaven behind me. Just like, come on, come on, come on. Like, I want to be so consumed with the masses that I'm like, yo, there are so many people coming to heaven with me, and it's going to be the biggest party of all time. Wait in the masses. Is this, incur- is this okay? Third thing. Third thing, I got five, we're almost there. Flying, sorry, love you. Wait in the method then. Our goal for this year is that we're going to handle the masses through the message, but then we have to make sure that we have the method set up for them. 
We have methods in this church. We have all of our stuff set up, and we, we, we adjust our methods. If the method isn't working, we'll change it. I'm not going to die on the hill for something that's not working. We are people that adjust and listen to God and pray and ask God, hey, God, is this working? Is this happening the right way? Are we doing this the right way? Are we seeing this the right way? Are we helping people or are we hurting people? We ask these questions. The methods are important, and we believe in that. When people are like, hey, you don't have community at your church. I'm like, have you gone through the process of our method? They're like, no. I'm like, well, <laughs> love you. Let's get you through the process of the method. When you show up to Wednesday night prayer, when you get to the O groups, when you come on Sundays consistently, you're going to start to feel community. Okay, anyways, this is, I'm, I'm getting somewhere. But notice in Scripture that it says something so profound about the method of the New Testament church. It says this, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. What's the method of building the biggest church at the beginning of time? Devoting themselves. Devoting themselves? Yeah, giving themselves. Just giving everything they have to the teaching of the word, to fellowship, to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. Our goal for 2019 for our method? Those things. I need more. I don't got more. <laughs> I want to be a church that's so consumed with the teaching of God's word. I want to be a church that's so consumed with getting everybody together and sharing community and sharing life together. I want to share in God's table together with you guys. I want to pray together. I want to pray. Can we pray? I don't know how to pray. Guess what? It's cool. Just show up. Just show up and just start saying Jesus. You don't know what to pray? Just say Jesus. I want to be a church that the method for us to reach the masses, to get the message. See how this is building? This is a building block. I have no idea what that was. It's just building. The method is so important. We're going to change our methods. We're going to, we're going to be people uh, that create, that design. We should be, uh, I say this all the time, the church should lead the way. In every industry, in every sphere, we should lead the way. The world should look at us and go, why and how are they doing that? I don't get how they're getting a bunch of people to come to a place at 10.30 in the morning when it's negative degrees outside to fill a room to pray and to worship and to receive the word. Come on. What is happening over there? Wait in the method. Our method is simple. We want to have prayer meetings filled. We want every person to be a part of a community, to feel loved. Guys, can I be honest? Rachel and I, can't love all y'all. We can't. I mean, we love you. Our hearts are for you. But the person sitting next to you, you can love each other. You can care for each other. You can support each other. You can be there with each other. You can do this church together with each other. Thank you. Amen. We got to be a church that our goal this year is to be able to be with each other to do these things that God has called us. The method will not change. Almost done. Wait in the momentum then. Hello. This is a good one. This is a good one. See, if we're going to carry the message of Jesus out to people, and we're going to see the masses come, and we're going to carry through the method that God's placed on our heart, hey, we're going to pray, we're going to devote ourselves to the teaching of the word and to prayer and all that stuff, then we're going to carry weight and momentum. You guys with me this morning? I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Momentum. I love that word. It means that you're just going to continue to go, and it's like, you ever see, like, in commercials, the, the snowball that just starts rolling as a little snowball and just rolls down the hill more and more and catches more snow and more snow, and next thing you know, it's a massive snowball? I love those commercials. I laugh every time. I'm like, oh, that was so funny. Rachel's like, what's wrong? Nothing. I just think it's funny. 
I want momentum for our church. I want this church not, not to be famous. So the name Oasis can die in this city. I've said it a bunch. I'll say it all the time. This church name, I don't, it's, it's from God. I believe it. It's prophetic. But it's not about us. It's not about this church's name. It's about the momentum of Jesus Christ. And it says this in Acts. It says that the people, the way that they carried out, they just didn't preach to 3,000 and say, we're good. We got 3,000 in the kingdom. Jesus, we're good. Is this a good number for you? Yeah. It's a lot funnier in my head then. No, they said, we preach this message to this group, onto this group, onto this city, onto this city, onto this group, onto the next group, onto the next group. They continued in momentum sharing the message of Jesus Christ. They didn't stop. How? How did they do this? I'm like, how did they do this? Obviously, the Holy Spirit's power came upon them, filled them up, but a scripture verse is so clear, and it says that they were in awe of God. Awe of God? Awe. A-W-E. Awe. They were amazed at what God had done in their life. They were amazed at what Jesus had done for them. They were amazed at the cross and the empty tomb. They were amazed at the Holy Spirit filling them up. They were amazed that 3,000 people got saved. They were amazed. Some of you all are sitting in the seats right now, and you're just like, I don't understand why he's yelling at me. The reason why I'm yelling is because I pray that you get awed by God. That you are such, oh my goodness, God, you're here, I want to be here. God, you're there, I want to be there. God, you're speaking right now, I want to listen. God, you're showing me right now, I want to go. I don't want to just sit on my hands. I don't want to just sit there and be like, oh, whatever's happened. I want to be awed by God every day. I want to be awed. That's how we keep momentum. When things happen, guys, things are going to happen. You don't become a Christian and nothing bad happens to you. Actually, you become a Christian and some really crazy things happen to you. Your friends may leave you. They weren't your friends. That relationship may not happen. I want to be awed by God. I want to understand the weight of your allness. I want to be awed. So yeah, I want to see God move. Monetarily, we got to keep sowing into this house because guys, guess what? I do want a building. We do want a building. We want to have a building that we can see here in this city that people are awed by. Because every single day it's filled up with people getting helped. There's community people in there. There's children getting tutored. There's after school programs. There's people getting fed. You know what broke my heart? I was driving through the city a couple days ago and it was so cold outside. And I saw people in the tents. I said, this is not a political problem. This is not a government problem. This is not for officials and for the mayors to fix this stuff. This is for the church to fix this stuff. It says that there were no needy people among them. How did that happen? They were in awe. They didn't wake up and say, what did I need to do? What do I have to do today? What's about me today? No, they said it's about everybody else around me. I want to be awed by God. And when you're in awe of God, you're in awe of what he can do. All right? The last thing is this. Weight breaks. I don't know who's here. Weight breaks. This is all culminating. Last thing. We're done. Three, four minutes. Weight breaks. Solace. This is my buddy. He's going to be, come on, come on, yeah, yeah, come on. Come on. Can we all welcome Saul's? South He's from South Africa. He's so warm. He actually is. I'm warm. I'm sweating. I smell really good. Thank you. Weight breaks. Just stand there for one sec. Is this okay? I know you can't. It's all right. I got faith in you. See, when we live in the message of Jesus Christ, 
We live knowing that Jesus is for us and not against us, and that it's our commission and call to go and reach the masses. We see God start to do some things that we can't imagine. The problem is, and this is what's happening, I want to I want to see this broken in our church. Is there, can, can you just pick them up and just, just hold them? Hold them? Yeah, just hold them, both of them. Yeah, just hold them there for a second. Yeah, just stand right there. You look great. You have the shirt boss on. That's the best thing that's ever happened. This is the perfect analogy. See, the problem is, is that we've sat in church far too long as Christians, as followers of Jesus, just like the pastor's got it. Oh, the elders, they got it. Oh, the, 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 the leadership team, they, they, they got it. They'll go, they'll go tell the church. They'll, they'll go share the church with the community. They'll go get this message out to them. They got it. And what happens is, is that's not light, is it? You feeling a little bit uncomfortable? You want to bend your knees a little bit? It starts to weigh them down. It starts to weigh the leadership down, and it starts to weigh pastors down, and it starts to weigh the church down, and the church starts to go, I can't carry this anymore. I can't do this anymore. The momentum stops. The masses stop being reached. The methods change because we got people that are just sitting there carrying the stuff by themselves. When the commission from heaven in the whole New Testament church was, no, it's a commission to all of us. It wasn't just for Peter to go out there. It was for the 120 plus that were in the room with them. So, so Peter wasn't just the only one carrying the weight. Is it, is it, is it, is it getting a little much? Is it, are you tired? We're almost done. Is this okay? You, you got me? Oh, I want you to give me. Can you hold it up a little bit like that? Yeah, yeah, so that, so that, no, just hold it like this. Just hold it like this. Yeah, because cause then we're like, well, they, they, they got it. They got it. No, we'll just pray for them. Jesus, just help them to keep carrying the weight. We do. Oh, just Pastor JP can handle it. He's got it. He's got it. In Jesus' name. Can't do it. Put it down. Put it down. Put it down. Can we thank Saul? I love you. See, see, what we want, though, is we want this to happen. We don't want one person carrying the weight. We don't just want one guy or one woman carrying the weight. What we want to do is this. We want to take these things. We want to say, hey, here's your weight. That's for you to carry. Hey, you're gifted. You're called. You have a purpose. That's for you to carry. Hey, 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 come here. Come here, Charlie. That's for you to carry, bro. Thank you. You got a purpose. You got a plan. Hey, hey, Uncle Steve. Yeah, here you go. Here you go. You're, you got some extra weight there. You got the eight pounders because you got some great gifting. Hey, hey, man, you're young, but you got a weight to carry, bro. You're great. You're in God's power. Hey, hey, man, you got a great hair, great weight to carry. Oh, Rachel, here, here. See what happens is you start to disperse the weight. Oh, we got one more. Praise God, more gifting, Leah. You're gifted. Not one person. Stand up, everybody that has the weights in their hands. Not one person is carrying the weight. Not one person is just by themselves up here holding the weight. This is so good. I pray this sticks with you forever. This isn't just one person. This is a bunch of people. And if I had a bunch of dumbbells, I'd hand them out to all y'all. But see, what happens is this weight breaks. See, when people, when we came to the city of Chicago, they said doing ministry in the city of Chicago is like tilling concrete. I was like, whoa. They're like, it's literally just concrete, and you're breaking it, and you're breaking it, and you're breaking it. But if the people of God came together, imagine how much faster it would break. So people get together, and they start bringing their weight to us. So they start saying, hey, I'm going to serve. I'm going to start giving my time. I'm going to start giving my resources. I'm going to start sharing the word with people. I'm going to start talking to my coworker. I'm going to start talking to my friends. I'm going to start talking to my teacher. I'm going to start talking to all my friends and, and the people around me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy that guy's meal. I'm going to pay for that guy that can't get out. Uh, out of the, the tent on the, on the side of the street. I'm going to pay for your Uber ride for the guy that can't afford it one more time. Is this helping anybody? 
I'm going to do all this stuff. And what happens is, is we start to bring the weight together as a church. And what happens is, is we start to set the weight and let God touch it. And when God touches something, guys, it is unreal. It is unreal. We put the weight together as a church. We don't just have one guy carrying the weight. Guys, this is going to be with you forever. And what starts to happen, that concrete that the city was always told is never going to break, done. That was a lot more amazing in my head. No, 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 this is... Guys, it's not one person's goal this year. It's all of us. It's every single one of you. Hey, I can't do everything, but I can do something, Pastor. I can't be the preacher that you are. You don't want to be, trust me. You got a voice and a a testimony inside of you that's deep. The way for this year is to see this city change, to see that concrete break. Because underneath the concrete, there's life. There's beauty. There's green pasture. There's places for people to have rest, for lives to be transformed. There's places, there's a place for people to come and to receive help and to receive life. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ, that we have weight to carry, and when we put the weight together, it breaks. Come on, I don't know about you, but this is the good news of Jesus Christ. Can we thank Jesus here this morning? Come on, can we thank him this morning? Can we praise him? Can we worship him? This is the goal for our church. This is the call from heaven for this church. That we're not going to be a church that's quiet. We're not going to be a church that isn't loud about Jesus. We're going to tell everybody. Come on, from the front to the back, can we worship him this morning? Can we praise him in this place? Come on.